What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. This is Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast about what two pastors are learning in the trenches of church revitalization. This podcast is sponsored in part by our friends at the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Visit swibbits.edu to find out more about what God is doing on Seminary Hill. Good morning, afternoon, good night. All of my days are kind of rolling together at this moment uh, because you and I stayed up a little bit last night, well past my bedtime, uh, to watch something I did not remotely want to watch. Um, But instead, you know, I'll take every chance I can to hear Jared Cornut's voice. You know, hello, (laughs) friends. Yeah, so so for our listeners, because this posts on Friday, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. So we were, we, okay, so we were up late not late last night. Yeah, like you said, well, o- almost until your normal like uh, alarm time. <laughs> this is kind of true. Uh, and so, Kyle, you know, right right now, everybody's on edge, and and I can even see that you're on edge. I mean, your your fingernails are as short as Jose Altuve, uh, and uh, and so I I just have a word for you. Uh, that I, I hope will encourage you in the midst of these unprecedented, uh, uncertain oh, yeah, these times. Are. And uh, here it is. Okay. I declare you will experience God's faithfulness. <laughs> you will not worry. You will not doubt. You will keep your trust in him, knowing that he will not fail you. You will give birth to every promise God put in your heart and you will become everything God created you to be. So that birth thing, that sounds kind of painful. Uh, yeah. You give birth to yeah. every... <laughs> you, you know, believe it or not, that was not comforting. And and now um, I'm, I'm ready to give in to the panic and, uh, and uh, yeah, the chaos. Of so. all the ones I listened, I'm kind of disappointed because that one wasn't terrible. So, <laughs> so I was really hoping for one that was just so, straight so up So share terrible. what that was because that's going to make an appearance in a future episode. Yeah, so that is the uh, the Joel Osteen Magic 8-Ball, <laughs> I guess. I don't know what they're calling it. Uh, the Cube of Encouragement? I, yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> I, it's basically like if if Siri got possessed by the health and wealth gospel <laughs> – and and you could press a button and say, you know, hey Joel, encourage me. And uh here here he goes with some goodness. But yes, we will have a full on review of that bad boy at some point. Once you get yours. You, you were sent one, right? From, from I did not order this. Patrick so Watts, I cannot right? claim right. responsibility for right. that whatsoever. That came from Patrick Watts. Uh used all of every church in the Southern Baptist Convention's uh, cooperative program funds to give that to me. So I <laughs> that, want everybody to write angry letters. No, not really. Yeah, he, that is one hundred percent fake news. That's fake news. <laughs> Uh, speaking so of I fake did, news, I did. I did order one. I, I sent one dollar to Joel Osteen. Now that is funded by Nam. I'm just saying because you're paid by Nam. Technically, that, that dollar I, that in some shape or form it came from Nam. Hmm. Uh, I'm just or, saying. Or FBC Alamogordo. Well, it's all going into or, the same pot. Or, or, um, or uh, 
uh, we could say that that Earth one dollar even came from uh, Master people walking in darkness. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from <And> our book. <laughs> thus, maxing out every bit of your royalty for that. Um, That's it. But with Joel behind us, we have Joe and Donald ahead of us. We don't quite know what is going to take place with the election, and we'll just call this the Not Another Baptist Podcast election special. Uh, We were able to stay up a little bit and prognosticate uh, all night long and uh, well past my bedtime, a little bit tired today, but right now, um, I have no idea who is going to win? Yeah. Uh, there's and, a few and, and, and honestly, so we're recording this. We're recording this on Wednesday. I don't think we're going to know by the time this airs on yeah. Friday morning. Uh, I don't think we'll have a definitive answer there. I hope we know by 2024. <laughs> I'm holding out for that. Maybe 2024. Four years of having absolutely no idea what happened. In fact, I don't really know that we'll truly know what actually took place. Uh, but I believe this is going to be decided most likely in the courts. And uh, and so really, there's no reason for us to discuss that. It was uh, a, a surprising night, I would think, for a number of people because the biggest loser in all of this is not going to be Biden or Trump. It's going to be the the pollsters. Yeah, uh, you absolutely. know, that everything we started seeing overnight was well off of the uh, the pollsters uh, that we were seeing. And, and I think we talked about that before, that there's... There's a number of people that they they'll obviously have no problem saying that they voted for for Biden. But there's a number of folks, uh, you know, more likely in our camps that may not answer a question that they're going to vote for for Trump. They might vote for Trump, but they're not going to answer that question. And uh, and so, you know, for fear, for a number of reasons. And so, you know, poll what what we saw is they were even further off than 2000 and uh what year was that? 16. Four yeah, it was, ago, it was just four years ago, believe it or not. Well, it, it feels at this point, gosh. March feels like it was ago. four years ago. I know. So. <laughs> but, uh, but, but what I want to talk about uh, today and what we want to discuss today is ultimately picking up the pieces now. Um, we're purposefully recording this early uh, because we don't know. Uh, we don't know who's going to to win, but we do know come January, we're either going to have a President Biden or we're going to have a President Trump. I think we can safely call Kanye is out. Um, I don't think he's going to win, but even that is a, a ways off. And where we live, of course, we're a very kind of red county, yep. and uh, and we have a number of people in our churches, and you probably have a number of people in your churches that just hearing the word President Biden is going to shudder them with with fear. And and we're not going to dig into whatsoever Biden or Trump. The idea now is as a pastor, particularly in a revitalization church where you are going to have a number of opinions and you may be small enough where every single one of those opinions are most certainly going to be heard. Uh, now is the time to kind of regroup, reset and move forward uh, because this election has taken place. We, yeah. we are going to have a president come January. Uh, it's either going to be one of those two guys. And, uh, and so at this point, about the only thing that every single person in your church agreed on uh, was the awfulness of political ads. And, uh, and so right now, 
as this goes live on uh, Friday, and as you listen to it, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever, uh, at that point, we may have a president-elect. Uh, we may not. Uh, but what we do know is this is time to regroup, kind of reset, prepare our hearts and our minds and what we need to do on Sunday. And so with that said, let's get the cliche out of the way. Whether an elephant or a donkey won, the Lion of Judah is still the King of Kings. And so, you know, a lot of our folks, part of our job is going to be kind of reorienting our people back to that main idea. Um, you know, the, the main reason that we're there, the main uniter of who we are worshiping, uh, the whole reason that we have Sunday in the first place is death, burial, and resurrection, and why we come together to worship him. And, uh, and so there, it's okay to be excited. It's okay to be frustrated. I believe it's okay to be mad or sad and all the different emotions about an election, uh, because it does matter. Uh, but a voting booth in an electoral college has absolutely no power over that immutable truth that our Lion of Judah is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so, come Sunday, Kyle, uh, we have three things that I believe we want to give our people at First Alamogordo, at Mayhill Baptist, and wherever you are. And the first one is what? First one is give them the king. Give them, give them Jesus. Uh, well, Jesus. because as, as, as I've been telling our people, and I'm sure as you've been telling your people, regardless of what happens on Tuesday or, or happened on Tuesday or whenever we happen to find out who won the election, um, the, the resident at the White House does not change one thing about who we are as believers. It does not change one thing about our mission. It does not change about who is the ultimate ruler of the universe. Uh, King Jesus, um, as, as we know in Isaiah chapter 9, and as you can read about in the people walking in darkness, where we where we lay this out, um, he, the, well done, the government Kyle, is upon. Thank, well thank you, thank you. Seamless. The, the the government is upon his shoulders, right? All governments. We we see throughout Scripture, God works through uh, good kings. We see God working through wicked rulers, and none of that thwarts God's plan. So let's keep our eyes focused on King Jesus, no matter what happens. Yeah. And, and I think it's good to, to remind our folks that uh, we, we should be grateful for our leaders. We should pray for them no matter what uh, party they are from, whether we like them, whether we voted for them, all of that kind of stuff. We should be grateful for them and be glad that they are ultimately serving us and pray that they serve us well. Uh, but at the end of the day, they didn't die for us. And yeah. uh, most importantly, they didn't die for our sins and uh, reconcile us to a holy and righteous God. And so we want to remind our folks, you know, I, I think I say it every Sunday in some form when I write, uh, you know, a tweet out there about, you know, pastors in, in some format in the morning. Uh, the very last thing I'm going to say is something like, give them Jesus. Uh, that, that's our main thing. You know, sir, we would, we would see Jesus like that. That's why we're there. Uh, it's not time to use the pulpit to cry about it or, or anything else. That's the time to worship Jesus, the one that has saved our soul. And, uh, and so we want to point our people back, regardless of the result, uh, to, to not settle for lesser lords like a president, a senator, congressman, all of that. Uh, but the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, who saved uh, 
our soul. And so that's number one. Give them the king. Give them Jesus. Number two, give them hope. Uh, some or perhaps even most of our folks will be reeling. Uh, in, in the case of, in, in, in our situation, our context, if President Trump is to lose, we're going to have some folks really struggling. They're going to be reeling. They're going to be disappointed. They're going to be sad. Uh, may, maybe if somehow he, he is able to win, there might be rejoicing. It's okay to affirm those emotions. It's okay and all of that. Uh, we, we can be frustrated. We can be grateful at the results, but we have to remember the one residing at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue in Washington, D.C. doesn't compare to the one reigning in glory. And, and so we want to remind them that our hope is in a kingdom to come. And so we want to be good citizens in this kingdom, but our hope is ultimately in a kingdom that is still to come that Christ is providing for us. Kyle, any thoughts on that? Yeah. You know, as, as you mentioned, we both serve in predominantly conservative areas, but, but I know for all of our listeners, that's not the case. And so it could very well be that the people in your church are going to have vastly different responses to this election than the people in your community. And it's important that you give hope to both of them, right? So, you know, if in the event that um, President Biden wins and you have people in your church that are just absolutely disappointed, you may have people in your community who are elated. And, and again, we want to point people to Jesus. And if the opposite is true, if President Trump wins, you might have people in your church that are just overjoyed and, and people in your community who, uh, as we've seen around, are angry, maybe fearful. And, and we as preachers of the gospel are called to provide hope and to, and as we said earlier point them to, to the king to, to king jesus and uh, so you, you know we you you probably have deeply held political beliefs i do too but we never want those to cloud the message of the gospel and that is to point people to jesus uh, i saw somebody's uh twitter bio uh that he was a dealer in hope and i like that yeah that's good and that, that's what we want to be is uh is ultimately our our sermons that's that's not up there that we're just going to uh preach you know uh, flowers and sunshine, uh, but but it all is ultimately that we're pointing them to the hope that we have in the gospel, uh, the hope that we have in the kingdom to come, the hope that we have in Jesus. Uh, there's there's a thousand reasons uh, that we have hope, and uh, and we want to share that with our people, especially when they're struggling with uh, maybe a little hopelessness. Uh, you know, we we are strangers here, um, and and there's times that we feel even more strange in a strange land. Uh, but, uh, but we do have reasons for hope and, and we can remind them of that. And, and of course, there's even some reasons that we can share that are, uh, that, that are tangible on this earth. You know, we can talk to them about what NAM is doing, what the IMB is doing, even amidst all of this chaos and COVID-19 and all of that kind of stuff. There's scores of reasons that we can share some words of hope of just what God is doing amidst our, our convention and, uh, most likely, uh, any other uh, convention that might be listening in and uh, just look for those reasons to share some some good news and uh, and point them to the greatest news of all. And then the third would be give them unity uh, in your church. You've got people that probably think Florida Georgia line is the greatest uh, country musician of all time. There is you no unity have. around that. that you that might is. have you <laughs> might have people that think George Strait, uh, Garth Brooks, Conway Twitty, any of the other ones is the greatest ones of all time. I mean, you've got people with a thousand different opinions on a thousand different things. I love candy corn. Kyle hates it. 
Uh, Kyle loves pumpkin spice latte. I hate it. There's a lot of things that we disagree on. And you've got a number of people that may disagree on certain things that they voted for or against or whatever else. Yet there is one great uniter uh, that we are coming under as believers. And that is our distinction of being in Christ. Uh, And so no matter how divided we might be, that is a chance, and especially on Sunday, is, is that chance as we see so much division in the country, uh, division in our states, division in our cities, as, as I hope we don't see a whole lot of protests and riots, but, but that may be happening too. But just to have that beacon of unity right there in the center of your community is a great testimony of what God is doing, that no matter how we may have come to different opinions of different matters. We're coming together in Christ in love and ultimately reminding ourselves of who we are in Christ. Brothers and sisters uniting around a command that our King has given us. And in that command is Matthew 28 uh, verses 16 through 18. And so our circumstances differ, but when I read that text, the Great Commission kind of in light of what we're going through, uh, you know, they're, they're coming uh, and, and they're doubting, you know, the disciples. Uh, maybe we have some people that are going to come to worship and we might have some doubters this Sunday, you know, wondering what's going to happen. Are we going to lose our 501c3 or, or tax exempt or all that kind of stuff? Uh, we might have some people worried about religious liberty or whatever kind of doubt might be there. Uh, so we, we need to acknowledge that that's in the pew. But then we're going to come together. We're going to rise. We're going to gather together as we see there in the text, verse 16, and then commit to move forward together uh, by picking up the pieces and ultimately by making disciples. And uh, because that good news that we preached last Sunday before this election, Kyle happens to also be the good news that we get to preach yeah. this after the election and the Sunday after that and the Sunday after that and after that and after that. And, uh, and so when we enter that pulpit, um, you know, just a word to the pastors this, this Sunday, you enter that pulpit, uh, give them Jesus, uh, give them the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the ruler of every Senator, Congressman, and yes, even the president point them to Jesus, give them hope. And, uh, and let's commit to our call uh, around unity to advance the kingdom. Kyle, any, any more thoughts? Yeah, and, and I would say this this applies not just to you know what you say in the pulpit, but this obviously applies to what you post on social media and the way you interact with folks. Um, you, you know, we like, like I said earlier, we all have certain deeply held convictions, certainly certain deeply held political beliefs. Um, but I want to make sure the thing that that people hear from me is the gospel, and and if if I'm going to offend anyone, I want I want to offend them with the the good news of the gospel, not with my uh, political hot take. And so, pastors especially, be very careful what you post on Facebook because you don't want to alienate church members who may have voted differently than you um, by, you know, saying something on social media and and distracting from the core message of the gospel. And you certainly don't want to feed into the fear and the anger uh, that's already present. Um, And, and, you know, you talked about unity. We're we're coming up into a great time, especially in our Southern Baptist churches of focusing on like things like um, Operation Christmas Child, Lottie Moon, those kinds of things, right? Where we can get the focus out and and remind our people that the gospel is bigger than the United States of America. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that, that provides a really great opportunity. 
to to remind our, our people that the kingdom of God is still active regardless of who's in political office. Yeah. And I got one final final word is just yet another uh, word of gratitude for learning the the value of text-driven preaching and going through scripture just verse by verse. Uh, when when ultimately we planned out the uh, the sermon calendar for us uh, this year, we were going to end with First John. Um, honestly, not for much more of a reason than I was going to be able to finish it before an Advent series like that. That's my super spiritual answer. I was, I was kind of bouncing through a few, few different ones, praying through them and so forth. And, and certainly felt led to, to preach through first John and, and we'll eventually preach through all of them. But, uh, my, my super spiritual answer was I had enough Sundays <laughs> to finish first John this year and this past year or this past week, uh, before the election, the call is, is on, love one another. <laughs> and this next week, the call is on love one another. And I, I just love it how, you know, there's no way I could have planned it in, in saw because I, I wasn't really thinking about election. Uh, thank, thank goodness before um, we were doing that. Uh, but landed with that great central call that we have as believers, because they will know we are Christians by our love yep. and, uh, and our love for others. And, uh, and so we love because he first loved us. And so we need to remember what Christ has forgiven in us and so forth and extend that uh, to others. And so Kyle, uh, you mentioned our book er earlier, where can they find the people walking in darkness? Um, uh, 11 chapter uh, Christmas devotions on Isaiah nine, something, something, something. Yes, they can find that on Amazon. Nice. Yep. Thank you. So ju just search the people walking in darkness and you'll see it there. Awesome. And, and, and while you're there, you can pick up the other 47 books that Matt wrote this last year. Yes. Uh, all with shorter titles. I'm just yes. saying, <laughs> uh, but uh, brother, love you. And uh, praying, praying for you guys as you lead and, uh, and minister to your church in some obviously divisive times. Uh, just again, point them to Jesus and uh, let's keep moving forward towards uh, unity together as we advance the kingdom. And so until next time, may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as Kanye's attempt at running to, running for president. <laughs> there you go. Hey, we just did an entire election special and we didn't mention Romans 9 one time. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We want to connect with you on Facebook at Not Another Baptist Podcast or on Twitter at NAB underscore podcast, or our website at notanotherbaptistpodcast.com. Until next week, we encourage you to check out csbible.com to learn about the Christian Standard Bible, our favorite translation for its blend of readability and accuracy. Have a great day, and God bless. What's wrong with you people?